everybody. Welcome back to H2O and Friends. I'm Brian. I'm Brooke. And I'm here live from my home recording studio, a.k.a. my office, a.k.a. the guest room. Uh, Brooke, where are you at? I am coming to you guys from my apartment on the side of Kent. I don't have an office nor a guest room, so I'm just on my desk. Perfect. Uh, we are following Governor DeWine's stay-at-home order, so we are... Uh, and Dr. Amy Acton's. Yes, we are separate but together <laughs> online. Yes. Uh, first off, off, off the, the front of the show here, Brooke, uh, I want to issue a formal apology to you. Uh, I, <laughs> I was listening to... Okay, not that I listened to the episode, uh, the episodes of the podcast back, but I listened to them back just to see, just to get better at the craft. Yeah. And oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. Towards, towards the end of last week's show, you said like just some really nice shepherding spiritual things to me. And then mm. you said these great things. And then I immediately was just like, well, we're going to start the next thing. Like, I didn't even acknowledge like... <laughs> Thank you so much for just the Aww. wisdom that you bring to our church and um and to me and I'm just um so thankful to have you uh speaking to my life with you know your experiences and what you know and what the Lord speaks to you. So thank you so so much. Well, thank you Brian for saying that. That's really kind of you to say and yeah, I think it is just a a byproduct of what the Lord's done in my life and the things you shared too were really meaningful. And I was really thankful that the ears of the people of our church got to hear those things too. So yeah, thank you for saying that. And also you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, um, so this is episode two, which we had, we had spoken about last week that we're going to bring a guest in. So kind of the format moving forward is going to be, you and I are always going to be here. Mm -hmm. And each week, we're going to have a special guest who's going to be here to kind of update us on how they're doing, how life is right now in the midst of COVID-19, and to just give them a space to share what God is doing in their life or to share something that's on their heart or what's getting them through um, this moment. And Brooke, I'm excited to tell you that our very first guest... Let's is, go. Is my pastor and yours, Eric yes. Asp. Eric Asp, welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. It is an honor to be with you. Uh, we are so, so happy to have you here, Eric. Uh, it's relatively late in the evening. It's 9.30 p.m. Uh, it, at least it's late at the Yinger household. People start going to sleep. No, that's late here, too. Okay. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for being a night owl for us. I appreciate it. Yeah. You are very welcome. I'm really glad we get to do this. I loved listening to the first episode of this podcast. Um, I think you guys are just the voices that we need right now. So I, I'm really, really proud of the way you guys are leading us out in this. And I'm really glad I can be a part of it for this one. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. That's really kind. And I even just want to say your your words and your affirmations the the day after the first one came out and was put out into the world. I'm really thankful your ears are one of the first to hear it. Um, mm. Yeah, I was just really, really encouraging to hear your words too. So thanks so much. And 
gosh, yeah, we're super blessed to have you here too. Eric, um, I'm going to just talk about you real quick. I'm going to say a few things I really admire about you. Number one, you are a phenomenal storyteller. Can't wait to experience a little bit of that here tonight. Number two, you are a really good long distance runner. It's always so Mm. much fun to run with you. And number three, you are a fellow minivan driver. (laughs) (laughs) I just really love that we can bond over that. That's very true. Yeah. I think those are all good things that I connect with you on too. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) And Eric, you and I like podcasts. That's also true. Yes. And food. (laughs) Love podcasts. Uh, okay, so let's let's just get right into it here. Um, let's talk about how we're doing with COVID nineteen, coronavirus, stay at home order. Um, Eric, can we start with you? Yeah, uh, doing okay. I feel like um, I'm a little bit done with quarantine. Mm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm doing my, my part. I'm staying indoors. I'm, I'm practicing social distance. I'm even, I even started wearing a mask when I go into stores now and, and just trying to be considerate of other people. But, uh, I don't know. I, I noticed even just this week that, um, there's been a shift like in the early going, it was, it was kind of scary and kind of chaotic and there was a lot of decisions to be made about church stuff and spring breaks and what we're going to do with that. Um, there are a lot of extra meetings and stuff. And then uh, in the midst of that, that chaos, I, I just felt like God was so strong and so present. And so I had like this great fear, but also this great reassurance that went side by side. And I feel like as the, as the quarantine has gone on, things have normalized a little bit. Like I think we went from a week of chaos to a week of quiet um, where it was noticeably, you know, less things to do. Uh, And then since then life is just kind of building back in some normal things. Like this week, my kids started doing online school again uh, because the Kent city schools just decided to take a three week break. Um, Some of their teachers did, did little assignments, but it was mostly a break but this week they're they're really getting back after it with uh, with school assignments, and so we're we're trying to help kids with homework, and trying to balance who gets to use computers at which time, and um, yeah, I just feel like we're maybe um, I, I don't feel the the urgency, and so I don't feel the closeness with God in the same way. I don't feel like that um, desperate dependence on God as much. And I, I, I think because of that, I, I, I see a little more of my flesh coming out uh, in, in moments with my kids or just around the house and just feeling my own nerves fraying as things going along. I, we really can't complain. We got a we got a nice place to stay. Our house is is a great house. We've got all the the groceries that we need. We're still in good health. None of us have gotten sick. So really thankful for all those things. But also starting to look forward to the end of things. I agree. Oh man. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at a little bit too. Yeah, similar uh, experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, can, let me ask you, Eric, how, like what's the dynamic between um, you and your three kids and your wife? Are, are you guys getting like a little tired of each other? Are you like getting stir crazy? You know, cause there was a yeah. situation today at the coffee shop where like there was uh a woman who came in who said that her husband like kicked her out of the house 
and said like you need to go uh she came to the coffee shop and was like yeah like he asked me to come and like get coffee and get this stuff and you know basically just get out of the house and stay out of my way or something and Uh i'm not at that point um if i was i think i would try to be a little kinder about it but right now i've I've been close to that point there was a moment today even when uh when marcy was using some power tools in our basement Mm -hmm. and uh core was using was playing the trombone for a band assignment Mm -hmm. in the computer and elliot and olivia were each doing their own things and it just felt like oh we were all right on top of each other and so that's that's the moment i chose to to leave the house and go on campus for a prayer walk yeah and end up being really good that that i could do that i I didn't kick anybody else out i I guess i kicked myself out yeah but i i think we we have had both moments i mean we've had some really cool family bonding moments and i think there are going to be things that i'll remember really fondly about this quarantine um years down the line but yeah we also just we 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 get on each other's nerves. Um, it is definitely a thing that, you know, my, my kids are all middle school, high school age and, um, they just have, I mean, I guess all kids have this, but high energy. And so I've been mm-hmm. playing a lot of basketball in the driveway yeah. with my boys oh, yeah. just, just to get them sweating and just to get yeah. them, you know, a constructive space for getting that energy out. So we, we, we figure out ways to cope, but, uh, but I do think we get on, on each other's nerves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for that. I, um, I, I admire your ability to kick yourself out of the house <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, something that's been really helpful for us is, well, one, like you said, um, Katie and I's daughter, Eleanor, she's three, um, just going out on walks, going out, um, to our backyard. She's got like a swing set there. She loves, she has like a jump rope and she loves to just have oh, the other nice. person hold the other side of the jump rope. And she yeah. likes to run around like, like you're her, her puppy, her you know? maypole or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Puppy, yeah, her puppy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, getting That's outside really and like, yeah, it's adorable. I uh, love that. You know, that reminds me of a funny story. My, oh, yeah. uh, I used to live in the Netherlands and uh, I was talking with a friend from Amsterdam last week and he was telling me Dutch people, like in the same way Americans are hoarding uh, toilet paper and uh, Lysol cleaner and Mm -hmm. things like that, that's really hard to find in stores. Jump ropes are very hard to find in the Netherlands. That's the thing they're talking about in all their newspapers because people think I, I need to work out and this is something I can use to work out in my small apartment, I guess. It's fascinating to see the industries and the products that go in high demand in times of crisis. I think it's so interesting and and it's totally dependent on culture and country too. Like like Americans are not stressing out about jump ropes. Nope. (laughs) Maybe we should. Maybe Maybe we should. should. Yeah. I always was told that jump roping exercises every muscle in the body or something like that. I don't know if I totally Mm -hmm. believe that, but anyway, Brian, I'm glad to hear Eleanor is getting good use out of her jump rope and (laughs) definitely entertained by that. Indeed. How are things going for you, Brooke? Things are going well here. Today was gorgeous. It was 
yeah, today is Wednesday and the weather was so perfect outside. I went on two pretty long walks. Similarly to you guys, I hit a point in my day where I feel like, yep, now is a good time to get out and go on a walk. So I've been doing that. And um, yeah, I think I actually think this week with the nice weather, it's it's really helped. I think especially under times of pressure and trial, as much as weather is just a surface level thing to talk about, I think it actually has deep impact on like attitude and behavior. And so <clears throat> I felt a, I think just a blessing and kind of a, a wooing from the Lord and, and just having really sweet weather. The tree outside of my house has been blooming really, really beautifully and just reminding me of, um, yeah, like life still happens and spring will still spring. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been okay. I think I've actually started to settle in even a little bit more into kind of like quarantine schedule, but still feeling really antsy now and then still feeling like I'm walking the line of productivity versus laziness and how to maybe rest well, but also you know, act well and, or take action in, in different ways. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been doing okay. Um, doing pretty well over here. Nice. It's good to hear. I do love your, your, uh, Instagram reports from, from you and your roommate are fantastic. Yes. You guys. <laughs> I, we just figured what else are we gonna, what else are we going to talk about? Oh. And truly, I think this, this magnolia tree is worth raving about if this Amen. weren't oh, okay. if this podcast weren't going on the internet i would tell everyone my address right now so they could come over <laughs> and like view it <laughs> and look at it Seriously. but i'll just say this i'll just say this it's it's open for viewing people can walk by it and look <laughs> at it and admire its beauty and i'll wave at you from my window if you know you know you know if you know you know if you know you know yeah me i um ah uh, Gosh. Um, so we just had a video conference with my life group. Um, shout out to Lowell City Life Group. Um, today was a really busy day. I, I somehow feel like even though I'm basically restricted to working at my coffee shop, not my coffee shop, the coffee shop I work at, working at the coffee shop or being in my home, I feel like my time is just gone like uh, personal time or like, I, I feel like I'm just spending a ton of time on um, stuff. Like it feels like time is evaporating almost Yeah. Um, between doing, it feels like I'm doing like one or two like video conferences per day and that um, those are good, but, it it feels like it's not um, super high quality time. Um, I guess I'm trying to say it, it feels like my time is just better spent with my family. Um, so I'm kind of trying to toe the line between, um, not toe the line, but like just figure out like what like what does my schedule look like? Like I'm having a hard time putting up boundaries. And putting up, mm-hmm. um, discerning like, hey, we can do this meeting or this conference, but I only have an hour because I need to give 
my daughter a bath and spend some time with my wife, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think that's good. I do too. Yeah. And I can relate with you so much, Eric, where it feels like we're in this new phase where it's, we're not in crisis mode, but we're in normal mode. And mm-hmm. I've just been winging it for the last couple of weeks. And now we're kind of like settled in and I've got no routine and no sense of like what normal looks like. And I'm saying that in air quotes because mm-hmm. this is not normal. <laughs> Nothing about yeah, this right. is it's normal. Weird normal. Yeah. It's a weird normal for sure. Um, but just maybe figuring out what normal looks like for the time being. And, um, just reminding myself to just, um, just give grace to myself, give grace to my friends, my coworkers, um, everyone. And to just try and be as generous with my time and my attention that I can be, um, and to just kind of keep, I'm just trying to keep the ship above water right now, (laughs) I guess is what it feels like. Um, But, um, with all that said, it's been really cool to, to see, um, it's been really cool to hear stories of how people are looking out for each other and making sure we're getting taken care of. Um, like there's some people in my life group who are like, oh man, like I forgot about, you know, this person. I want to send them a text, see how they're doing. Mm. Um, and my wife has been big on like cooking pastries, cooking. You bake pastries, baking That's pastries. What I like to hear. Yeah. And <laughs> it just seems like every other day, like she's out like delivering pastries to people, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, um, I don't have it quite set up and ready to go yet, but we do have a voicemail inbox and I just need to test it. And I want to start hearing stories from you, the church, you guys that are listening. Uh, call in. Tell us how it's going. Give us your COVID-19 update. Tell us how you're seeing the Lord in this time. Um, give us your give us your happy. Give us your crappy. Um, so <laughs> Recommendations also welcome. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So later on in the week, I'm going to kind of put up like a solo episode just kind of letting you guys know how to how to call in, you know, what to leave, you know, that sort of thing. So be looking out for that. That's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, part of the reason, um, kind of turning a page here, part of the reason we've decided to create this podcast is to have guests on the show, mm-hmm. guests on the podcast, to have them... Um, just as a voice to speak to uh, you guys, the church who are listening and to talk about the thing the Lord is bringing to their mind to help them get through the COVID-19 crisis or things that they're passionate about in everyday life. You know, what is, how's, how's the Lord sustaining you during this time? And Eric, I remember a few weeks ago in a, in a planning meeting, you kind of hit us with a couple stories of, of martyrs or heroes of the faith. And I don't know. I want, I wanted you on here, Brooke and I wanted you on here to hopefully maybe share a couple stories of them with us. Yeah. No, I would love to do that. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, the, the, the word that I, I have heard a lot in the last month is unprecedented, right? You guys heard that, heard that people saying that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's true because, um, yeah, none of us have a living memory of, of a time like this. And it's actually mm-hmm. really weird for me to be now in my mid forties and to have experience, have an experience that I just don't have any personal point of reference for. It seems like you can always find some level of resonance with other things, but like, mm. I, I can't think of a time that I've been shut in my house for, for anything longer than 24 hours before this, you right. know, like a, a snow, a snowstorm maybe, or, you know, a couple of days of, of some sickness or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that unprecedented thing is, is an appropriate label, but I've also, I think been, my, my mind is churning and I, I'm, I'm kind of this, um, history buff. Like I, I just like reading histories. Yeah, I like reading, um, yeah, books of, of, you know, famous people or famous time periods. And, uh, and so my mind kind of churns and is like, is this really unprecedented? Kind of, I think the question that I'm putting up against it. And, uh, and I've come to realize actually, I, I think there probably are some helpful lessons from people who've gone before us. And, um, and that's really encouraged me. It actually just kind of came up spontaneously. We were in a conversation with uh, H2O interns for this semester, whose internship, of course, took a very strange turn halfway through. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah. But yeah. Aaron, Aaron and Hunter have been great. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they, they now have a new way of, of living out their internship. And we were kind of mourning that a little bit together, but then also saying, well, actually, that kind of reminds me of uh, the story of Corey Ten Boom. And uh, of course, they didn't know who Corrie Ten Boom was. A lot of people don't. But but she was uh, she was a woman who lived in the Netherlands during the time of the Second World War, and uh, and she and her family really felt uh, you know a compulsion, you know, kind of like a conviction to protect Jewish people from the genocide that was starting to happen in their area. You know, Jews were being rounded up, taken away on trains. Uh, off to the east, and people never saw them again. They didn't know exactly where they were going, but uh, but they weren't coming back to their normal neighborhoods. And so right. uh, the ten the ten Bohm family started hiding these Jews in their houses, or in their house, and they had this actually you know this really special room built in the back of one of their closets. And their house had such weird angles you never could tell. Mm. So it was a perfect hiding spot. How many um, and, do you did you get a sense of like how how many people that was? Uh, I mean, I think it could only hold, I've, I've actually visited that house and been oh, in wow. that space and it could only hold wow. 10, 10 people at a time if they okay. were all smushed together. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. over, over the course of months or years, they had dozens, if not hundreds of people that, that right. cycled through there. Wow. And, uh, and in all that time that none of the Jews were ever discovered, it was really amazing. Oh, wow. But, but who was discovered and who was deported was the 10 bone family because the, the, occupying army figured out somehow that they were harboring fugitives and they couldn't figure out where they were harboring them, but they knew that they were. And, um, and so even without, you know, evidence or a trial or anything like that, they, they took them away and, uh, and sent them to concentration camps in, um, in central Europe. And it, it's crazy because Corey, uh, she, she wrote a book about it called the hiding place, which is great reading. Um, it's really well written and it's uh, an amazing story, but uh, it shows like hints of what we're experiencing. She was, you know, kind of, uh, she dealt with a kind of oppression, a kind of, you know, ours is, happens to be a disease. Her, hers happened to be a, an occupying army, but uh, you know, she, she was imprisoned and I feel like I feel imprisoned sometimes. 
um, you know, she was kind of, she, she had some of the same things we experienced, except it was to a, to a degree that was much higher, much uh, mm-hmm. harsher. And, you know, she, she tells these stories about being tortured, uh, being humiliated, um, being bitten by fleas in, oh, in the barracks of the, of the concentration camp where yeah. she was. Um, she lost her, her beloved father, you know, in the first couple of weeks uh, as mm. they started departing, he got sick and then he died. Mm. And then what, and then she lived in the concentration camp with her sister, which was like also her best friend for a couple of years, but then she died too from starvation. And uh, it was, it's such a sad situation. And so much, it puts our, our context mm. uh, a little bit in perspective. Right. Mm. Um, because she had uh, such worse conditions and yet she still figured out ways to embrace hope and gratitude and forgiveness and, you know, kind of leaned into her faith. And like one of her most prized possessions during that time that she was in the concentration camp was a small Bible that mm-hmm. she figured out a way to, to, to tie around her neck and hide during the times when she was strip searched. And when she was what? first you know taken into the camp, she figured out wow. ways to keep this Bible in her possession and that was her most treasured possession, became the most treasured possession for all of the people that were in her barracks. Uh, she would read from the Bible for people. And that was this hope. And you just saw how the Lord sustained her through this really dark period of history. Uh, and that, I think gave me hope. And as I was talking with Aaron and Hunter about it, I was like, this is, this is a, 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 an inspiration for us. This is a model of something that we can, that we can uh, learn from and apply these same lessons. You know, like, so how can we use... Mm this current quarantine to, to help us dive into the Bible. Mm. How can we take advantage of this treasured possession that we have free access to, uh, but we don't typically give ourselves the time or the space to look at it. How can we build mm. that into our lives more? It was so good. So helpful oh, man. Um, to think about that. And the other story that I was talking about with, with those guys, I think I mentioned to you guys too, is uh, the story of Watchman Nee. And, uh, and he's a little bit older uh, well, I mean, I guess he's he's younger than Corey Tenboom. I don't know. Maybe they're contemporaries even. But his his he was a he was a Chinese church leader. So he was in a different part of the world, and he was a Chinese church leader. I think like in the 30s and 40s. Okay. Um, but then when the communist revolution happened, he became an enemy of the state because he was converting so many people to follow this Jesus leader not the great leader mm. uh, of, of the communist party. And so that created this tension. A lot of communist countries have had similar issues, but, uh, but yeah, Watchman Nee was, was imprisoned because he was a Christian and because he was telling other people about Jesus. And, uh, and he started figuring out ways to, to get his, his, you know, pastoral thoughts out to people by, by writing uh, letters and eventually writing books and he kind of figured out um, ways that, that he could still continue to evangelize. And more and more people kept coming to faith, even though he was stuck in a prison. And, uh, and you know, the, the communist authorities were like, what is going on? How are his, mm. his books still getting out there? And they eventually figured out that Watchman Nee had converted his guards to become <laughs> Christians, too. And so yeah. they were helping him <laughs> smuggle out his, his, his books. Unreal. And so, I mean, this is crazy. How does that even happen? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then, the, according to the story that I, I heard about him, um, 
they decided, they executed those guards oh, wow. that had, you know, become Christians and were helping with smuggling. And they gave him a new set of guards. And still the books kept coming out because he converted yeah. the next set of guards. <laughs> like he, you know, continued to share about Jesus Man. with these people. And then they were like, this, this can't keep happening. They killed those guards, I think, too. Um, they didn't want to kill Watchman Nee because they didn't want to be seen as a, oppressors, right. Right? you know, kind of like you know, mm-hmm. people that were going to – I think they knew that if you, if you oppress something, it can actually add fuel to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what they did instead was uh, cut off his hands or cut off his oh. arms. I'm not sure which one it was, but they, um, they, they figured, okay, he's going to have a real hard time writing now because he doesn't have um, his hands. And yet, at, even after his hands got cut off, he continued to put out books. Unreal. And it's, it, it's crazy. People kept coming to faith. And the, the books that he wrote, they're still um, available today. Like, they're still being published. Um, they're, really, they're really good books. But what's crazy is they're not actually books about being oppressed. He doesn't ever talk mm. about his, his hands getting cut off. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about converting his guards and then watching them die. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's all learned from other sources. What he wrote about was like his, his most famous book is a book called the normal Christian life. And he just, he writes about discipleship and community and prayer and reading the Bible Man. and just talks about how that was, that was at, at its core. When, when the going got tough, he got back to the basics. That's and, unreal. And really got back to understanding how he could be a, a normal Christian in a, totally non-normal environment of a communist prison <laughs> Good Lord. with no hands. Oh my gosh. Man. And yeah, I, I just think it's so, such a cool story. Again, this, this sense of man, he, he, he found focus in that crazy environment. He found that it really comes back to the gospel. It really comes back to his faith in the Lord. And that's what sustained him. And so again, it's like, how can we learn from Corey Ten Boom? How can we learn from Watchmen? Mm-hmm. How can they be, a model for us to have that same uh, drive to seek God in a time that's uncomfortable for us. Mm. Eric, thank you so much for sharing those. I am just feeling, wow, I'm hearing these stories. And I think the, the needle I'm seeing thread through all of this is how timeless and active and mm. piercing God's word is and the thing that you said that really stuck out was normal Christian life and mm-hmm. how truly unchanging that is when living in pursuit of Jesus. It's regardless of your circumstances, first of all, your identity in Christ when placing salvation in him is the same. That doesn't yeah. change. And community and evangelism and discipleship and being discipled by Christ doesn't change. Like that's our that's our normal and I'm just feeling, man, those stories were, I just got, I just got fired up listening to that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Oh, that was so good. Thanks yeah. for sharing those, Eric. It puts it in perspective for me anyway. I mean, like when I'm frustrated Absolutely. about the sound of power tools and trombones and kids <laughs> making noise, I'm like, well, okay, let's put this in perspective. How can I, yes. how can I seek faith? How can I let God deliver me? Yes. So I guess my question to you, Eric, and to you, Brooke, and and I can give my thoughts uh, after you guys talk. Um, do you guys feel like, um, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, Eric, you had said we got to kind of put what we're going through in perspective to what they went through. But um, 
you know, it's all relative. Like this is, this is a really mm-hmm. difficult situation for us. For Do sure. you guys feel like, um, you've been able to look to the Lord to kind of sustain you through this and to help you get through honestly hard stuff. Like, do you feel like the Lord has helped you out in any way at all? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, um, again, it's, it's been kind of on these ebbs and flows. I feel like I'm a little bit of an ebb this week for whatever reason, but honestly, even this week I had a really cool time. Like as a church, we're getting ready to, to spend some more time, looking at uh, Paul's letters to the Thessalonians. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to kind of after Easter be studying first and second Thessalonians. And I, I read these letters and they're, they're this other model from history, but uh, you know, like they, they were a church where uh, they had a, a too short of a time together. You know, it, it feels really appropriate mm-hmm. to, to our situation mm-hmm. because um, Paul went in there. I think if you read the, the new Testament carefully, it seems like he was in Thessalonica for about three weeks and then he was run out of town on a rail, Damn. and uh, and this church was left to fend for itself. So they had three week old Christians as like their <laughs> their their biggest leaders, and uh, mm-hmm. and so you know Paul wrote these letters to check in on them and, and to be like, hey, I've heard that your faith is growing. I'm super encouraged by that, but uh, but you know keep it up, lean in, keep hope, maintain uh, perspective. And I had this time this week where I was reading in First Thessalonians chapter five, and uh, it just felt. So, uh, so appropriate for my life. It just cuts straight to my own heart. Um, I can't read it for you. Go for it. Yes. So this is uh first Thessalonians five, um, starting in verse 14. And I'm reading from a kind of weird translation called the message, but, uh, it says gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to individual needs. And be careful that when you get on each other's nerves, you don't snap at each other. Mm. Look for the best in each other and always do your best to bring it out. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. And that, that for me was just this word from the Lord straight to my life, to my heart, to my circumstances. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I feel really grateful that we have this, yeah. this, this vein of strength that we can draw from in a time like this. That, mm-hmm. that almost feels like, Eric, Eric, when you were just reading that, like it mm-hmm. almost feels word for word, like just a word from the Lord of like, yeah. This is, this is what, like, I feel like the Lord's telling me, this is what I want for you right now. Yes. You know, that's what the Lord wants yeah. for the Yinger household. And, um, like, like I am exhausted. I need patience. I need to yeah. pray without ceasing. It was like the Lord using this scripture to disciple me. Yeah. yeah. And Paul You're was right. Brian. Paul was writing that to the Thessalonians, but right. you know, it's just as relevant for us also. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about God's word, how it's just so living and active and, and in our lives. Man. What about you, Brooke? So my perspective shifted when I was reading in John. And I think for a lot of the initial part of all this, I felt... Like, I just wanted to find reason. I wanted to know reason. I wanted to see 
purpose and I was feeling weary from doing that. And then it, I realized it's not my role nor my job to assign purpose or reason to anything that's happening and was reading in John and felt um, convicted by this word. So, I mean, it's, it's a really familiar story. You guys, I'm sure have heard of it, but there's a blind man who is born blind and approaches Jesus and asks for healing. And the people that are around Jesus in this manner witnessing this, and they're saying, they're asking, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his his parents that he was born blind? He's trying to, they're trying to assign meaning and trying to assign, you know, this, this is why this is happening. This is why this man is blind is because this, this, and this, like, right, Jesus? And what Jesus says is totally rocking. He answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. Yes. And so that's when my perspective shifted to no longer needing to seek or to know or to even mm-hmm. try to think. I think it could be a good thing to make, think, man, on the other side of this, yeah, there's going to be a lot. Like we might see reason and purpose, but truthfully, we probably won't. But what we will see is that the works of God are being displayed in this time. Yes. Eric, the stories that you shared, the works of God were being displayed during those times. And that's that's the Ebenezer. That's what we're remembering and so that's when, that's when my perspective shift is like, we, we can just stop trying to assign meaning. We can stop trying to muster up strength or purpose or reason mm-hmm. or even logic. And we just surrender it to the Lord. We come to our knees and we look to the cross and say, God, it's, it's for this reason. Like your name will be glorified through whatever is happening. So I, and that was super humbling for me. And I've just been thinking about that. And then I know later Eric sent a podcast to um, our staff team. You guys can tell podcasts are just totally our thing. It's just what's Uh happening right now. But even that podcast touched on this scripture a little bit and kind of went into how Jesus talks about like night is coming and we will work no more, but I am the light. And also how timely that Easter falls Mm -hmm. in the middle of this too. And Hmm. yeah, um, just feeling like, I think when I, when I get frustrated or when I feel like, Lord, what am I to do? Or what's, I don't know. What do you, what do you want from this time? I think those are good questions to ask, but always in the perspective of this is to bring God glory. This is to serve other people. This is an opportunity to love one another as Christ has loved the church to put other needs before us so that the works of God may be displayed during this time. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, yeah. Brian, what about you? Well, you know, you know how like when you have the, like you're in a group sharing and like everyone is saying like really prolific, profound things. And at least for me, like I have this pressure to be like, ah, man, I got to say something real good. I got to come up with a real, a real <laughs> oh, singer or something profound. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, so I'm feeling that a little bit right now. Cause I, um, Honestly, I've just been clinging to kind of what I shared last week um, in 2 Corinthians 4. And um, oh, yes. just remembering, because um, I'm, I'm kind of prone to anxiety and depression. And in this season right now, that verse is just, it's just sustaining me, you know? It's keeping the ship above water. It's remembering, like... Yes, 
now's hard. Maybe there are things I should be anxious or depressed about and acknowledge that. But also remember Jesus, you know, it's the theme of our church this year, but he is strong. Mm. But he is strong. But Jesus, I remember you saying that last week, Brian, and that Mm. that's like, we can put the period there. Like, but Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. And and it's, I mean, I don't think the, I don't think Christians have a very well-developed tradition of, you know, kind of zeroing in on a, a particular phrase or word. You know, like we think of the, the idea of a mantra that you see in Hinduism, Buddhism, but it's mm-hmm. also a very Christian thing to just remember a simple truth and center mm-hmm. ourselves on that simple truth. And I think that's, that's a vital practice. I don't think you mm-hmm. should feel any... Oh, yeah. Any level of inferiority for for just <laughs> mm-hmm. know, knowing what that uh, phrase needs to be for you and mm. going back to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or how good to even Brian to just like sit and pray like a simple phrase. Like that's yeah. that's all the Lord wants to hear too. To just like say that, repeat that, like yeah. worship with Him yeah. through yeah. your words simply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to turn the page here other than just to say, uh, praise God for like all the things that he's revealing to us and, um, and to all of, all of you guys listening, like the, the greater church, um, mm-hmm. man, I'm excited to get this voicemail lineup cause I just want to hear from you guys <laughs> and, and get I you guys. I just want to hear the simple, the simple phrases like our listeners are thinking and seeing and reading. It's like, man, we just want to hear Truly, we just want to hear your voices, too. That's yeah, that's absolutely. the most welcome thing here. Yeah. But with all that said, um, guys, let's have some fun, right? Let, let's have fun. This, fun is is something I, this is something I love about our staff team so much is um, we are not afraid to just have fun. And we, and we're we, not afraid. We're not afraid to dive in and go deep either. But we're also definitely not afraid to have fun. That's right. <laughs> Um, so we're going to play a little game here called Dolly or Kanye. Uh, And Eric, this is your creation. Can you, can you give us kind of the story Uh, and what's going on here? Yeah. So, I mean, this, this was uh, something that was, uh, developed with me and my children and it, and it came about because within the last year I have kind of discovered both of these artists, Mm. Dolly Parton and Kanye West. I love that. And the Dolly Parton thing, there was a podcast that was put out by WNYC, a great podcast. It's just like a seven episode arc. Um, I did not, I never had a very high regard for Dolly Parton. I just figured she was this big haired country singing, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the thing that was not interesting to me. Yeah. But the way they told the story about Dolly made me interested in her and in her music. So I started listening to her mm-hmm. music and then uh, around that same time, um, my friend Aaron started telling me all about Kanye and this new album that was going to be coming out that showed he had this radical new, uh, you know, conversion—not not conversion, but like he—he he, was—he was making Jesus the center of his life. A come to Jesus and, moment. Uh, yeah, I could come to Jesus yep. moment. And uh, and so I I had knew a few Kanye West songs. You know, I think it's hard not to not to hear them in 21st century America. But, uh, 
but but I started listening to some of his stuff more, and and particularly his newest album, his Jesus is King album, and uh, and I I really enjoyed both their music, and they are so different from each other, um, <laughs> as as human beings, as musicians, they're very different from each other, um, but they both I think were were really interesting to me. They both claim some level of faith in Jesus. Um, and so I was just listening to their music a lot. And I noticed that sometimes it's kind of hard to tell from the beginning of a song. Is this a Dolly song or is this a Kanye song? Yeah. And that, it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually true. And so I made a playlist and would shuffle it with my kids and we would guess. We would try to figure out, is this a Dolly song or a oh. Kanye song? So that, that's how the game was born. So, Brooke, you're going to be on the hot seat here because I, I got to be go, the Brooke. one to play the music. Bring it. Okay. And, and Eric knows... So it's you. Yep. Okay. Okay. I feel All like right. we're on like who wants to be a millionaire? Like we need like That's the exactly yeah. what this is. The ba 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 ba. I'm a little I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but you're well, going to be fine. I'm feeling good. It's going to be it's good. Okay. Be fun. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to keep score, okay? Okay. And uh if you if you have 3 correct answers, you win a special prize. Let's go. Ooh. Yes. Okay. All right. Song number 1. Are you ready? Yes, bring it. Okay. Dolly. This is Dolly. Oh, you got it. Yeah. All right, here's the rest of it. It's Here You Come Again. It's a classic. I love that one. That's got such a good 80s sound to it, too. Oh, Brooke, you are Mm -hmm. off to an excellent start. Okay. We'll see. All right. Song number two. Here we go. Dolly. Yes! yes! Dolly, yes! you're going, Brooke. Look at you. I got really nervous. Wow. Oh, shoot. I have been listening you... to the new Kanye album, but I don't know if that well. Okay. Do you know the song that, that, that Dolly one is? It's actually a famous song by somebody else. Like, Somebody else oh, really? more famous than Dolly. No, I do not know that song. Oh, I just yeah. kind of get whoa, whoa, sound whoa! Of it. Hey, take it easy here, Eric. You can't throw stuff out. I'm like, not giving everything. I'm not giving everything away. But no, you I, can't I say know. you can't say that people are more popular than my girl Dolly. Well, the version <laughs> of that song is more popular than that, than Dolly's version of that song. It's Whitney Houston. Yeah. Mm. I will always love you. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. if the if the question were if the question were who originally wrote that song, I I don't think I would say Dolly mm. Parton. I think I would have gotten that wrong. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she's such a good songwriter. Dang. That's one of the things that I learned about her this year. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, but it, it it was hard to grow up in the '90s and not hear that song mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. with uh, Whitney Houston. Okay, yeah. Brooke, are you ready for song? This is it. This is the money one. Song number yeah. three. Okay. Here we go. All right. Okay. Oh, Kanye. Yes. Dang it. Uh, yes. The yeah. sampled voice gives it away. <laughs> I know. Well, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. I think if definitely. you're not familiar with the actual song, that could go either way. Easy. But uh, yeah, but yeah that, that is one of his better songs from, from the new album. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first, the first voice, the first voice is just high enough to where, if you were unfamiliar, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You would question it it's a little n- bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I thought I would get you with that one, Brooke. 
Oh, that's a fun. That's a fun game. Okay. Yes, it is. I've still got two more songs. Okay. We got bonus material. Bonus Rookie's material. Oh my gosh, bonus material. Prize. Okay. Oh my you gosh. Get a okay. Star, you will live as a legend. Okay. Here we go, bro. Yes. Song number four. Okay, I'm ready. Here. Okay. Okay. We go. Shoot. Yes. Oh, no. Is this is this Dolly? Wow. Yeah, well, it? it's actually You're a, good. it's, Brooke, I, um, I tried to trick you. It's, oh. it's by uh, a band called Four King and Country, comma, Feet, Dolly Parton. Oh. <laughs> so. Come on, Brian, you can't give me these featured ones. Uh, but you well, you got it, it right. <laughs> you can't complain about getting it right. Listen, I'm all after the title of winning. I just. That's what it is. That's what motivates me. Usually I either cripple under pressure or I just thrive. But maybe it's because you're, no you're one is physically looking at me. You're thriving. <laughs> okay. Here's the last song. Oh, man. I have this okay. T-shirt. I'm just going to frame it as that. Okay. Oh. All right. Last song. Brooke, here. We okay. go. This is Dolly. Yes! You got it. That is my favorite Dolly Parton song, Jolene. That was a great song. Yes. Oh, and, that's uh, a great song too. I've got a t-shirt. My my wife and I both yeah, actually have the same t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> it says Jolene in like this like 70s kind of font. And oh, yeah. okay. It's that's fantastic. Fun. It's kind of like a that's... baseball t-shirt that has like the rings around the sleeves, you know? Yeah, like that sounds like the kind of t-shirt you would wear to a City of Kent festival. Like Ooh, any any yes. festival yeah. that would be happening in the summer, it's like That's you know call. you can wear your your Jolene shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Brooke, I'm here to tell you. I don't know what your prize is yet, but I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> I like it. Maybe I'll... if it can be if it can be a Katie Yinger pastry, I'll take it. Oh, well, I was thinking maybe maybe that could be it. You know, she's been uh-huh. uh, baking up a storm over here. I love that. You are blessed. Mm, blessed yes, beyond belief. Um, okay. So before we get into recommendations, we have, um, Brooke, you wanted to give us an official update on what we as a church body as a whole, everyone, what we're going to be studying. Can you give us a little update on that? Little little update. Yes. So Eric, you actually talked about this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. um, in the show, but we are going to be starting a, a Bible study going through first and second Thessalonians and, Eric and I were just talking about this um, before the show, and we're saying it's actually quite a short um, couple of books of the Bible. I think in total, it's about eight chapters. One has five and the other has three or something like that. So it's pretty short, but it's really rich. I mean, I just think the letter element to it, the encouragement, Eric, even just the verses you shared, even just feel like, man, I can't wait to read that and just have our church really sit with that. And I think you know, it's probably going to be maybe like a month long, but to just really sit and go slowly and digest it for what it is. Super excited to be able to um, dive into those those books of the Bible and to encourage you guys, our listeners, our church to um, go through that and ask the questions and study that scripture together with your 112 groups. Um, maybe it's your 112 partner. Maybe it's yeah, I've, um, I mean, one twelve group. That's a that's a phrase really niche for our community. 
but essentially means the people who you share life with, those people in your life, um, your people, your people in your life, whose faith you're mutually encouraged by. Um, Romans one twelve is like where the where the name comes from. But maybe you already have an established one twelve group, and we encourage you to just dive into First and Second Thessalonians with that group. If you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I have a group like that. Man, we're in quarantine. Now is the time to make one. (laughs) Text text some people in your life who you know you really like studying God's word with and say, hey, you, me, this other person, this other person, let's let's dive into the word together. Um, ask each other questions, read scripture, whether you just do it over like, I don't know, like a FaceTime call or um Zoom or whatever you like to use, but we're just super excited to get this out and to get um just good questions and get our hearts chasing after the Lord through these books. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to be kicking that off starting Easter Sunday. First and second Thessalonians. It's going to be good. Let's do it. Eric, can you say the name of the church that Paul was writing to again? I've never gotten the pronunciation on that. Correct. Uh, I think it's Thessalonica is how most Americans would say. Thessalonica. I like that. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, we like to close out the show here with recommendations Oh uh, yeah, we're talking recommendations of ooh what we got a song too. <laughs> yes, yes, what media are you consuming? What food is getting you through the hard times? You know, just whatever. We're gonna open it up. What's something you should check out? Uh, Brooke, let's like start with you. Yeah. Okay, my recommendation for this week would be to make your own do-it-yourself spicy black beans. And here's why. Here's why. Here's what you do. Mm. You cut up an onion. You throw it in a skillet, olive oil, let them soft. You um, crush up minced garlic, throw it in there not too long, maybe like a minute. And then put in a can of black beans. Make sure you rinse them so you don't get all the bean liquid in there. You don't want that. (laughs) You just rinse the black beans. (laughs) Throw those in the skillet and then you can put on your cumin. You can put on your chili lime seasoning. Mm. You have to put in a tablespoon of lime juice. If you, Oh, it's so good. It's good. Oh, you yeah. just throw all that up, throw it in whatever like festive spices you like to put in there. And then what's great about these spicy black beans, DIY spicy black beans, is that you can eat them with tacos. You can put them on a salad. You can make your own breakfast burritos, scramble up some eggs and throw it on top. Um, Put it with some rice and some hot sauce if you want and just call it a day. That would be my recommendation. Spicy black beans. Dang. Okay. What about you, Eric? Uh, I am going to recommend Asics running shirts. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I I don't know why this popped in my that mind when you, so when you came unbranded. up with the idea, but I uh, I have been wearing almost nothing but running shirts um, since this quarantine started because I don't have to look presentable for anybody. I mean, maybe a Zoom call, I guess. But uh, yeah, wearing a lot of running shirts, and I have noticed that I gravitate towards the Asics if it's available. It's medium size, fits me perfectly. It's just the right amount of uh, softness. It, it breathes really well. So if you're doing a lot of uh, physical activity, you know, walking, hiking, running, I would, I would encourage you to think about ordering um, an Asics running shirt to go with it. Wow. Is it uh, comfort, breathability? Uh... Yes, it's both of those. Okay. Mm. It's wow. both of, and it just fits me right. Like, so mm. that one, of course, I, I don't know if it's true for everybody, but uh, mm-hmm. it's like, it just, mm. it's the perfect fit. You can it's just exist. Shirt. Yeah. That's great. That's a great wow. recommendation, Eric. Wow. 
Uh, mine is uh, Brooke and <laughs> Eric. This is going to come as zero surprise to both of you. Mine is the PC game American Truck Simulator. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do love this about you. What What better thing to do when we're stuck inside than to get behind the wheel of a virtual 18-wheeler and drive across America? Oh, yeah. You can deliver all manner of cargo, oh. industrial mulchers, the cars, American dream, the American That's dream, right. uh, uh, used uh, uh, milk jugs for recycling. You know, all manner of things. You can haul it across America. You want to see Seattle? See Seattle. You want to go to uh, uh, Bakersfield, California? Go right ahead. No one's stopping and you. You can do it. You can do it all from the safety of your own home. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So that's mine. And well, okay. I I also have a bonus recommendation. Ooh, uh, look it up online. Alton Brown's pizza dough recipe. Okay. My wife oh. has almost perfected it. She cooked up wow. some killer pizza on Friday, oh, and oh, so good, so good. It definitely beats um, AJ's recommendation of guys' pizza. He hasn't been on the show yet, <laughs> but that would be his oh, recommendation. Easy there. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. That is a hot take. Yes. What's yeah. the name of the re- the dough or the recipe? Uh, if you just look for Alton Brown's pizza dough recipe, you'll find it. Okay. It's um, Great. it's super easy, and he recommends using bottled water. But folks, those of us in the Greater Kent area or in the city of we- Kent. <laughs> we don't need bottled water. No. The water's our water perfect. Is, our water's the best. It rocks. Totally. It's perfect. Um, Just a quick question, Brian, about yes. the pizza crust. Is it is it more thin crust oriented or fluffy? Uh, you can important. do That'll both. It, a a lot of it comes down to how, you know, how are your skills with the rolling pin? Can you toss the pizza dough? You know, what kind of size pizza you can do in your oven? So there's okay. a lot of variables and it takes okay. a lot of practice. So... You got to work okay, at it. Well, and I've got time for that. Yeah. That's right. Your patience <laughs> will be rewarded. So. Yes. Great. All right. We're Great at the end of the show here. Um, Eric, any any closing words? Ah, oh, man. I'm, I'm really glad I could join you guys. Really glad that we're as a church. I'm, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do through this, you know, really weird month or couple of months or half year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Lord help us. I hope it's not a half year, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. lo- looking, looking forward to, I think there will be stories that we will tell of the way God formed us mm-hmm. during this quarantine that I hope will really benefit us for years to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show, Eric. Thanks um, for having me. Mm-hmm. What a, what a blessing yeah. you are to our church. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. Be kind to each other.